We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tries to win it. Hang your wins. The Missouri Tigers and the Kansas Jayhawks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mizzou Border War podcast. Let's go. I'm Jared Sutton, my host, my co-host, Jeff Hawkins, repping the Jayhawks strong. <laughs> Jeff, we already talked about this, man. I got to change my background. You're already winning this I podcast. Yeah, I got I know. a bunch of artwork we, behind me, man. You got all uh, your, get your, get your action shot behind you from your, back <laughs> in your day. Hey, well, Dang, I, I know, I, hey, I know you're going to, I know you're going to come ready and I, I'm not going to know what to expect next, uh, next pot we have next week on what your background is going to look like. So I, I know, know you're probably exactly. going to be, I kind of gave you some of my insides. So I know you're going to, I know you're going to be ready to one up me, man. <laughs> I look, it's looking good. You're, you got the KC sports <laughs> network gear rocking, man. You got to roll oh, yeah. this, this first podcast. I love it. Um, we're, we're presented by, by 360 Vodka here with uh, the, the Kansas City Sports Network. Uh, Tucker Franklin rock, rocking with the uh, operation. Uh, always, always grateful for having this network and, and this podcast to talk about some college basketball. Jeff, we got a lot to get to, man. We're, we're two yeah. weeks in roughly to the college basketball season. I uh, know you're coaching. You got a lot going yeah. on as, as oh, well. Yeah. We've been on the road trying to get this podcast yeah. off the ground. So excited to be with you, man. Um, I thought what we could do, and, and just so our listeners know, you know, it's going to be a podcast that really centers on our two alma maters, uh, Kansas and Mizzou, uh, the programs, obviously a, a Mizzou-Kansas game coming up uh, yeah. here. God, we're, we're almost, what, 10, 12 days away yeah, from yeah, that game sure. at Allen Fieldhouse. Right uh, yep. So it'll, that'll be a fun one to be in, in Lawrence for that one. But uh, I think a good first podcast, kind of just talk about the teams and, and how the start of this season has gone. Uh, a lot of expectations, I think, going into the year for for Kansas. A lot of unknown, really, for Missouri uh, and players that that uh, either graduated, moved on, or transferred. Kind of a whole different look uh, to yeah. the Mizzou team for Kansas. Ochai Baji back playing really well. Yeah, I think I think Jeff playing like Ochai Baji has always, you know, what I've wanted to see from Ochai Baji. I should say, or a guy that is super talented, super athletic, shot maker. A guy mm-hmm. that, you know, really just has had to kind of take on that aggressive bulldog, alpha dog mentality. And yeah. you know Ochai, I know Ochai, great dude. He's always been a role player in his yep. entire career, high school. Now he's the dude and he's playing that way. Yep. Uh, I want to start there and just kind of what you're seeing from Ochai Agbaji, knowing he's been, you know, arguably not just the best player probably for Kansas, but one of the better players in the Big 12 
and a guy that really jumped on the scene in that Champions Classic with the performance he had against Michigan State, where he was great yeah. on both ends of the floor. So what are you seeing from Ochai? And how excited should KU fans be about Ochai to start the year? Yeah, you know, I've I've had the pleasure of, you know, covering Ochai, um, you know, with the pregame, postgame shows, you know, ever since he was a freshman. So, you know, being able to see him get his first, you know, go at it, you know, pulling his red shirt and, and then him just having this unbelievable year. Uh, year two for Ochai, you know, he kind of had a little bit of a setback. Um, you know, everybody thought he was going to have this bang like he did that first year, and he kind of had a little bit of step back. You know, he put his name in for the draft recently just to kind of see, test the waters, got some feedback. But this year, it's a different Ochai. Um, you can tell he took um, he took that advice. You know, when he went to um, uh, when he went to the summer and, and worked with the uh, did summer workouts with the NBA teams, he took that advice and he started working on his game. You know, he's been much more of a, a scoring threat as far as getting to the rim, being a playmaker, and obviously his athleticism. Uh, I think that's one of the, the things that stands out the most, even when he started out as a freshman, his athleticism. So uh, I think a lot of KU fans, um, you asked about that, they're very excited about Ocha just because of, you know, they've seen his growth throughout the years. And, you know, now he's in a role to where he's the man, he's putting the team on his shoulders, he's making the big plays at one point in time he was uh averaging 26 a game so that has dropped a little bit over the last couple of games but he started out the season with the bang and Jayhawk fans have a lot to look forward to with Ocha. One of the things I've, I've seen with Ochai too is he's always shown improvement over his years at KU but it seems like this year he's been aggressive in all the right mm -hmm. ways meaning yeah. there is a difference of being aggressive and taking a bunch of bad shots and just having the green light at all times. You know how yeah. that is when you play with a guy like that sometimes. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, you know, there's a guy that probably should have the green light, but it still feels like Ochai is being aggressive while taking the right shots, knowing the system. I think that all comes with experience, right? Knows the system. It, yeah. And and coach coach self is also believing in him and, and allowing him to do that. But that takes a lot of trust, as you know. And I think Ochai's done a really good job in terms of you, you don't really see him shoot a lot of bad ones yeah. uh, in the in the games that I've watched. And again, when a player is that aggressive, they're probably going to take one or two that you think, eh, that might not have been the right shot or a good shot. But yeah. sometimes it is the right shot, especially with the way Ochai's improve, improvement yeah. has been putting the ball on the floor, shooting off the dribble. He's got a step back now in his game like you touched yeah. on. So it, it just seems like he's embracing the role and he's, he's playing with pace, he's playing with poise, but it's also his shot IQ – uh, it's knowing when to put the ball on the floor, how to read screens, yeah. all those things that, you know, an experienced veteran player can really bring to the table, uh, especially yeah. with what we're seeing so far. And you talked about it best, you know, shot IQ. That's that's really huge. And obviously shot IQ wanting to get to that next level, that NBA level. That's that's a huge that's a huge component in your game that you have to be able to to do when to take good shots, when not to take good shots. And I think Ocha has really figured that out. I know coach self, uh, you know, from doing the pregame, I did the pregame post game today uh, for the game tonight. I, the, I guess Iona today and coach self really talked about bet, uh, between Ocha and, and CB uh, being aggressive, getting to the free throw line. So I know that uh, Ocha is definitely like you've mentioned, he's been aggressive in so many ways, picking and choosing the right shots. But uh, I know Coach Self is out there wanting him to be a little bit more aggressive getting to the free throw line. And like you mentioned earlier, if that's taking one or two 
quote unquote bad shots. I think he's he's okay with that as long as he's staying aggressive, trying to trying to get to the free throw line. There's a couple other things I wanted to hit on with with just the Kansas team going into the year and then kind of what we're seeing so far. Obviously, getting Remy Martin was, yeah. was a big, big get this offseason. And it's been talked about publicly a little bit. You see it in games. Yeah. Uh, you know, Remy has that ability to go off script, which can be a good thing yeah. and can be a bad a bad oh, yeah. thing in all in Bill Self's system too, but has a really good ability to score. Yeah. Um, but you'd also, you know, you look at Dewan Harris and, and the growth that he has shown at, at the point guard position. I think one of the better passers yeah. on that K Kansas team and a, a guy that really knows the point guard position. I think the point guard position of how Bill Self views it, uh, of a guy that can really get the team in their half court offense, knows yeah. when to push tempo, those type of things. And I think it's been a good, you know, starting five that that Bill Self went with. There was a lot of conversation of who would be your starting point guard, yeah. and they're kind of rolling with Remy and Juan. And you know, your background as a as a lead guard as well, that seems to be a good fit right now, wouldn't yeah. you say? Or how do you view that in terms of how they've they've really come out with that starting five? It is. I like it. Um, obviously, with Dewan, you mentioned it. Um, Dewan can just get to anywhere on the court that that he wants to. He's very versatile. He's a a pass first guy. Um, I know talking with uh, a lot of the, the a lot of the team and a lot of the coaches, they want Dewan to shoot more. And and obviously, I think a lot of Jayhawk Nation would too, because the the more he can stretch the defense, the more he's going to be able to pick apart that uh, the defense. But uh, you know, Dewan's great, and obviously with Remy uh, coming from Arizona State, where you know he just you know he just got to play any kind of style he wanted to. It was just give Remy the ball, let him play make, and everybody just you know. If he passes it to you, he passes it to you. Be ready. If not, Remy's going to take the shot in. But he was successful at that, and I think that's what made Remy's name uh, as popular as what it was. Obviously, he came into the field house and, and did some damage as well, too. But Remy, uh, the cool thing about that, Remy played today, and a lot of Jayhawk fans have really been kind of on him for taking bad shots, playing that Arizona State style of play, and it just takes time. Coach Self is pretty good uh, from all the time I've been there. And the players that I've known that have come after me, uh, Coach Self's undefeated as far as getting guys to do it his way. So uh, <laughs> Remy's, Remy's slowly, you know, Remy's slowly figuring it out um, what to do. He had a really awesome game today. Uh, if you look at the game before, uh, the loss against Dayton, he had 17 points and I think zero assists. Uh, today he had 11 points in uh, only shooting six shots. <laughs> And he had five assists. So um, I think he's starting to figure it out uh, a little bit more as he gets going. Um, but uh, it's, I know for Remy, it's probably been a little bit challenging. For Coach Self, it's probably been a little bit challenging. But still, at the end of the day, I think both guys, um, they have an end goal in mind. The same end goal in mind is to go as far as they can deep into the postseason. So I think they're figuring it out at some point. Yes, it's funny when we talk about this game. the 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 term of a role is so important yeah. in basketball, right? And we just talked about Ochai's role. Now we're talking about Remy and like the transfer, right? Yeah. And it's a totally different adjustment, yeah. especially when you're coming to Kansas with the ultimate goal to win games and compete for yeah. a national championship, right? You got it. That's a huge sacrifice of you know maybe it's not taking 15 shots a game. Maybe, yeah. You know maybe it's not scoring 19 you know, to dish the ball around. You got some other pieces around. You got some shooters around you yeah. that can really make your the offense go. Another guy that I'm thinking about with this team that I think is so important and it was so good to see him break through over these last three games is Christian Brown. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's, a, he's a guy that is a great athlete. I think, I think he's a mm-hmm. very good athlete. Yeah. I think he's smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is a guy that plays his role and doesn't make mistakes, but with the same token being, you know, at times he, he takes the foot off the gas a little bit, right? If he misses a couple yeah. shots, yeah. he's got to stay aggressive. And uh, it yep. seems like Christian and he's, well, he's, I think he's leading Kansas and rebounding. He's had games yep. where he's been over seven yeah. rebounds. I mean, he can, he can do a lot of things. You look up at the stat sheet and he's getting steals, deflections, rebounds. So he's doing all the things that obviously coach self is going to want to keep a player on the floor, but I still believe in his ability to make shots and be a weapon offensively yeah. playing off of Ochai, playing off a of Remy, playing off the one. I think Christian is that, that guy that can really take this team to the next level as that second, third piece, whatever you want to call it doesn't matter. Cause I think he's ready to take his role yeah. to another level. Yeah. Is that how you see it with Christian or, no. you know, what, what's, what's your thought on that? No, you hit it. You hit it right, man. We we did a lot of talking again today on on the pregame, postgame show, game day live today, and it was we talked a lot about Christian. And obviously, like you said, these last three games he's been on a roll. Um, and and when you mean on a roll, he's done it from points, he's done it from rebounds, he's done it from assists, and he's done it from a steal standpoint. He's been averaging over these last three games about two to four steals per game. So. He's done it in every aspect. And like you said, um, there's some times where if, if his shot's not going, he could slip away, fade away. And, you know, that's something I think that if he can continue to have this success, uh, be aggressive like you talked about, because that's that's where it's at. I think if he can continue to stay aggressive, no matter what, if shots are falling, are, are falling because that was something that Coach Self said as well, Christian, CB, and Ochai being aggressive, getting to the free throw line. So, you know, if the shot's not falling uh, from the three-point, which that's such a delicate shot, you know about that shot. Um, oh, heck yeah. If it's not falling, man, you're like, if, if, if you're not doing anything on the defensive end, you're like, what am I doing out here? So being able to stay <laughs> aggressive and get to the free throw line um, can allow you to get that rhythm. So um, if he can stay more aggressive, I think his game, because, I mean, he ha- he's CB's had the green light since the freshman year. And mm-hmm. I'm like, geez, I wish I could have had the green light. I would have just shoot, shoot, shoot. I'll, I'll be shooting to the coach says stop. Yep. So yep. hopefully he can adapt to that and <laughs> if it fe- take that. If it feels like leather, Jeff, it feels like leather. No, for real. <laughs> for real. That's right. That's right. If it feels like leather, man, shoot it. That was, that was like my <laughs> mentality, but I'm with, I'm, I'm with, if you're, if you're not making shots though, in college basketball, as you know, how are you going to impact the game in other ways? And that's the one yeah. thing I've always appreciated about Christian is he's never going to stop defending. And that's why he's on the floor is, you know, he's, he's not predicated on offense. Right. I yeah. mean, and it's a good thing. That's something coaches will love, but at the same time, you know, he misses a couple shots. He's got to stay with that. And yeah. you know, I think he's got a lot of confidence in, in with his teammates, but you know, you're talking about a guy that should be on the floor 33, 34 minutes a night. He's got to yeah. give them consistent offense. He's been really good from the field. I mean, he's yeah. been very efficient, but the three-point shot, you can tell, you know, he's got to see that ball go through the net a couple times to kind of get him. I've seen him where, you know, we saw him his freshman year have games yeah. where, you know, he hits four or five threes. He's yeah. fully capable. Yeah. But it's it's that confident. Uchai Baji went, went through the same thing, right, as a freshman and sophomore. There's just times yeah. where you go through those slumps and you got to stay with it and stay aggressive for your team. So – one of the things too with this team, you know, the Jalen Wilson conversation, obviously yeah. missed first first few games. He's coming back. Um, 
you know, I think with this KU team, we're, we're still learning about this KU team because mm-hmm. I think Jalen Wilson, when we look up and it's January and February, you know, I'm, I'm always curious what this rotation is going to look like for yeah. Kansas yeah. off the bench. Because obviously Jalen is a guy that does a lot of things well that's going to help this team in terms of production. And so that's another thing to keep in mind. And, and I don't think Jalen's gotten off his off, the, off his feet yet right, right now and just some of his game action, yeah. starting to get his win underneath him. Probably not the Jalen Wilson we've we've grown accustomed to seeing, but I, mm-hmm. I still think that's that's within within him. Do you kind of see that as well? Of yeah. let's see where this Kansas team is here in the next few games as we keep working through this non conference schedule with Jalen coming back. Oh yeah, you know, Coach Self, he, he's you know he's been toying around with uh, you know eleven guys trying to figure out uh, the perfect rotation. Sometimes he feels you know he's messed up the the flow of the game because he's trying to figure out this rotation, which I think, you know, as a coach, I mean, I think that's a great problem to have. Like, man, I got a lever man rotation. I'm trying to figure out. So he's obviously trying to figure, you know, figure that side of things out with the rotation. And, you know, speaking on Jalen Wilson, you know, Jalen obviously has some off the court issues that, that set him back. So obviously mentally he's going to have to, you know, be able to get past that, put it behind him, focus on what coach self needs, get his win back. Like you talked about, but I think Jalen's a guy that uh, in time, you know, he's still, you know, he's still, he's been struggling uh, trying to just trying to find his way right now. And you got to expect that uh, when you have a setback, you know, you're going to have to try to find your way, but I know he's going to have a great, he has great teammates, great coaching staff, um, uh, just everybody at, in a whole, they're going to rally around him. They're going to be trying to push, get the, the best out of him. Um, and it's just, you know, it's going to boil down to Jalen, you know, how fast can he put away, you know, that negative issue and find a way to start turning a negative into a positive. But I have, I think Jalen has a big ceiling. No, no question. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Jalen's got, got, got a side there that can help this. But I was just sitting here looking at the box score from the Iona win. You got seven guys that came off the bench. You know, yeah. I know it was a game where, you know, can just put up 96, but. I'm a Zach Clements fan. I, you know, I, I know he. We'll see where he's at come the end of the year. I think Bobby yeah. Pettiford has a, yeah. a KJ Adams is a great yeah. athlete, high energy guy. You know, I, I know Coach Self leans on the experience, yeah. you know, the veterans yeah. early on in the year. But I'm I'm curious which freshmen are going to really emerge, right? Like what freshmen are really going to step up and play well? And I think you know, there's a lot of conversation around Bobby Pettiford, and yeah. you know, I think Coach Self really likes him a lot gritty tough mm-hmm. blue collar guard really yeah. physical um i'm really in the, the rotation is what i'm looking at most for kansas you know they're, yeah. they're gonna win games they got all the pieces to score to be good on both ends of the floor it's it's a great problem to have it's what you yeah, said it is. it's a great I, great great i problem don't know any coach, coach that wouldn't want that problem for sure yep i mean you know so. but like you even said bobby pettifer and you got um uh yesifu joseph yesifu i mean it's a lot of guys that are really at that guard position, even those freshmen competing for, for minutes. Cause you know, coach self normally sticks to a eight man. He loves that seven man, eight man type rotation. You know, sometimes he might dip into nine. If eight's messing up or not serious today, he'll <laughs> mess with nine. Trust me. I've kind of floated throughout eight, nine. I've been all the way at the end with coach self. So, uh, but he's just like, Hey, Next man, who whoever's ready to play, that's the cool thing about Cosell. Who's ever ready to play, you will you will get your shot. Cause somebody's gonna, yep. somebody's gonna miss an assignment. Gonna something's gonna happen to where you're gonna get your shot. You just gotta be ready for it. Yep. 
Let's uh, let's sh- shift gears. Yeah. Uh, talk about the the other side of the coin here with the Missouri Tigers and and their start. They're three and three uh, on the year, and you know, look, a, a already a challenging start for Conzo Martin. Uh, obviously, the the talk around the Mizzou fan base is the loss to UMKC, right? Uh, lose at home to UMKC, your second game in. Um, they did get a good win against SMU. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a good win for for them and how they fought back. Yeah. Um, I think that the thing that I'm I, the reason why I circled the SMU game is just how you look at the halves in that game. Missouri had 18 points in the first half, uh, really struggled, and then came out and played significantly better in the second half. Scored 44, 46 points, and then had a good overtime period with that 18 in the overtime period to win the game. They're very inconsistent offensively. Um, we just talked about depth, Jeff, with the Kansas yeah. side and a lot of options. Not that many options, I think, for Conzo Martin in terms of depth uh, in his rotation. And honestly, I think Ronnie DeGray, who is probably, you know, his sixth man, he should Mm -hmm. be a starter. Uh, I think, you know, when you talk about starting lineups, there's always the starters. And then you look up and see who's playing that final four-minute period, you know, who's on the floor. And and Ronnie DeGray has to be on the floor for Missouri. He's a transfer, very versatile, good rebounder, can shoot it, can do a lot of things. Um, Kobe Brown's the, the, as we knew going into the year is probably Missouri's best player. Yeah. Um, he's shown like flash. Yeah. He's shown flashes. Um, you know, he's, he scored it really well in that SMU game. He rebounded the ball. Well, uh, you see, he's shooting it well from three. He's probably yeah. not a first option three point shooter. He's more around the rim. Um, you know, this Missouri team though is, is, is going to struggle if they can't make perimeter jump shots and, if their defense is lacking like it was in that UMKC game, their margin for error is so slim. That's the best way you can say it right now with this Missouri team. And, you know, I think when you look up and you talk about life in the SEC, the bodies in the SEC, the athleticism, the size, Missouri just doesn't have that. Uh, they're a very undersized team. And I think for Conzo Martin, he's going to have to embrace the small ball. Uh, yeah. I think he's got to embrace that. Uh, he yeah. has a big in Jordan Wilmore who – I've had some good moments, but when he's on the floor, as you know, from a coaching standpoint, I think coaches drool on that in terms of stretching the floor, pick and pop and putting him in the ball screen. Mm-hmm. And that's when Missouri really struggles defensively. Uh, and, and Conzo really you know, has to go small pretty quick uh, out of, out of in that first half. But you know, this team's been a little bit up and down um, so far. I think when you look at who's going to carry them, it, it has to be Kobe Brown. Um, and I yeah. think Ronnie DeGray would be in this same conversation. The loss to UMKC, you can't give eight, can't give up eighty in your own building, you know, against a team like UMKC. And no knock against Billy Donlin's UMKC Roos are really good. Actually, I think they're a good team. I'm yeah. excited about what they might be able to bring. But UMKC's best player didn't even play well in that game. He had no points in that game, and it's UMKC's best player. You know, what's yeah. that say about your defense? And again, it's it's November. Yeah, there's a lot to learn yeah. um, as you go through the non-conference slate. Again, they get an overtime win against SMU, so it's good to kind of get that, you know, feel of victory and a hard-fought win. You come back in overtime. But then they turn around and play Florida State and just get annihilated right from the jump. And that's what we're talking about, right? When when I, when I think of Missouri, you know, it's the, the loss to UMKC. You, you don't just sit there and think, well, they lost to UMKC. That's a bad loss. You think they still have to go up against a lot of big-time competition. Their non-conference schedule is no joke. You know, you got Florida State. They just Mm -hmm. lost to Wichita State. They go to Liberty. And Liberty's had some salty teams in the past. You know, the teams that you look at them coming off the bus and you think, oh, this could be a night where we – and then they're the most fundamentally sound, 
crisp passing, shot making teams that can shoot you out of a gym if you don't bring you know the right mentality. We've seen that yeah. so many times. Uh, and then obviously Mizzou's got Kansas, Utah, and Illinois uh, in the non conference. Like that's a tough, tough non con schedule. And then they open with Kentucky to start league play. Yeah. So there is, there's just no margin for error. And, and you sit there and you think this Missouri team is going to have to find some consistency. Their best offense is in transition. That That's where they're at their best. If they can push pace, push tempo, get to the free throw line and make shots, they'll have a chance. But they've struggled in the half court. And when they – I mean, they started the other night against Wisconsin. I believe they were 0 for 12, 0 for 13 from three. You're not going to survive like that. Their defense yeah. played okay, but – you got to make three-point shots in in the game of basketball in in today's modern day. If you don't make the three, you know it's the great equalizer. If you don't yeah. have shot making, you're going to struggle. Your margin for error goes yeah. goes lower, puts more pressure on your defense, and that's where Missouri's at right now. So we'll we'll see where they go. They play Paul Quinn coming up. Uh, I believe that's tomorrow. Yeah, and then they tomorrow. go to Liberty on December. Yeah, and then they go to to, to Liberty December second. So I'll I'll be curious where this Missouri team's at, Jeff, when when they go to Allen Fieldhouse because you know they're going to have to continue to build and find out you know what can they really they might just be playing seven when it's all said and done with yeah and if you get in foul trouble you go to that eighth ninth guy if you have to that's not a, that's not a bad option man it's not it's not and and, and two you know that they're, they're they're going back to the size conversation right they we talk about kobe brown and he is mm-hmm. by far their best player yeah. you know he's a guy that can really score but amari davis was another transfer um, he's an undersized guard. He can make three point shots. He really struggles at the rim to finish, uh, out of pick and roll. We just talked about, you know, point guard play, right. Uh, with yeah. Remy Martin and Dewan Harris, it's tough to identify who's Mizzou's point guard right now. Um, you know, Mari's probably that guy. He's more of a score first point guard. So when you're talking yeah. about a team that has to play fast, play in transition, you got to have a lead guard that understands, how to get out and run and facilitate and, yeah. you know, it, it, pick and Find choose when right you're guys. aggressive. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. That's right. And right now that's, that's kind of been a little bit of a struggle, a struggle to figure that out. Um, Jaron Coleman's been pretty good for Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Um, good rebounder. Had a yeah. really good game the other night, passing the ball. Yeah. He uh, does a good he, job of facilitating, facilitating the ball. Really. Does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, not shooting a three ball that well. I mean, right now they, Mizzou's only got two guys that can really shoot the three. That's mm-hmm. Kobe and Amari. Yeah. And outside of that, I mean, they, they're they're desperate for Javon Pickett to play well. Um, you know, Javon's a a veteran, you know, senior, the only senior on this team, and right now he's shooting eighteen percent from three. You know, and that that's a struggle. I I don't I think his yeah. first his his threes. I think two of the three threes came in the first game of the year, and he's going back right into a slump. Um, yeah. You know, when you're when you're senior and and you know you're struggling, and Javon's going to play, but they're just not getting offensive production and you can lean on your defense so much, you know, it's, yeah. it's that's famous phrase, right? Great defense. Yeah. You, if you have great offense, it's going to be great defense yep. when it comes down to it. Uh, and that's what I think Missouri's going to run into a lot. They're going to have those halves where they'll catch fire and they'll get into that 40 point range. But I think right now with what we're seeing from this team, there's gonna be a lot of those halves when they're in that 18 point to 20 point, especially if they don't get to the free throw line yeah. and they get stagnant. This team against the zone has really struggled. Um, I think offensively, that's that's a, a, a probably keeping Conzo Martin up at night is is how are yeah. they gonna score and how are they gonna be productive offensively? Well, well, Jerry, you know, uh, obviously I'm a I'm a KU guy, and that's but, right. You know, I'm a I'm a Kansas City guy, born and raised in this area. So, 
you know, you talk about K-State, Missouri, KU. Um, so at the end of the day, Jayhawk fans can get mad at me. I mean, I, 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 want, all those, I want all those teams to be successful when they're not playing us. Mm-hmm. Because um, obviously when we play them, and obviously that's why I'm so happy that this border war is getting back together because that's going to allow them uh, to compete at a high level and bring that border war back together. And we we want that border war to be strong. I want Missouri to be strong. I want Missouri to have to give KU a run for their money because, you know, competition brings out the best in, in everyone. And um, so I, just so you know, Jared, all craziness aside, you know, the players <laughs> we've always players have always had a, a, a great respect for each other. I don't think fans understand that Missouri, KU, K State, uh, any type of rival you'll see the, the, the players have for the most part a, a respect for each other. Um, so there's, I mean, I, I want Missouri to get to get things going and i hope you know they can continue to focus on their transition play they can you know they can do the little things on the defensive end that that help them stay in games and obviously you know their players put in some work put in some extra work get that three-point percentage up like i mean whatever it may be because it makes not only the rivalry stronger but it makes just college basketball as a whole better too so uh if if Outside of KU, I mean, I, I trust me, I, I'm I'm still rooting for Missouri. I have friends that went to Missouri, um, so uh, just when it comes to KU, you know who I want to win, just like I know who you want to win. <laughs> that's that's right, and Jeff, you said it though, man. I, I was thinking about this the other day. We were, um, you know, with, with the rivalry game coming. You know, I know a lot of the local media, Kansas City Star, uh, support a lot of the radio shows here in town, or really diving back in to those Mizzou, Kansas games from, yeah, from when we played in those they should. and picking our brain on, on those games. And man, to like go back and think through some of those games. I mean, especially in 2012, my last year, the last year, of the big 12, I mean, the, yeah. those games are, I mean, indescribable. Yeah. And I don't think, especially these players that are going to be playing in this game coming yeah. up in a, in a couple of weeks, I don't think they really understand no. what it's, no. what it's like. <laughs> and, and it's great to have the rivalry back. And, and yeah. I know, you know this, but, I've gotten in arguments with people all over the country that, you know, I, we just watched the Iron Bowl yesterday. Me and my, my fiance, we were talking about, you know, Alabama, Auburn football. And she yeah. wanted to ask all these questions. Mm-hmm. Like, look, Mizzou, Kansas has been at this level as well. For real. In football, in basketball, there's mm-hmm. been some just historic games. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when you look back at the history of the rivalry, and yep. so much is made of Duke and North Carolina and those rivalries yes. in basketball, deservedly so. Mizzou is uh, up. But, Mizzou KU is up there, yeah, man. There's some ones. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, like Kansas is a blue blood. You know, they're, they're a program that has so much success. And like Kansas being great is great for the Midwest and great for Kansas City. Like, I, yeah. you know, Coach Self's yeah. done such an unbelievable job. And I just sat behind Roy Williams at that uh, Villanova Purdue game and you know, Coach Williams is shaking hands with everybody and, you know, just the nicest guy ever. And, and you know, it just made me think back to like his camps and like Roy Williams, you know, <laughs> building up the Kansas basketball program before Bill Self got there and the job that, that yeah. Roy did. And, you know, it just keeps you tied into the rivalry. Like mm-hmm. I, there was a, something about yeah. seeing Roy and he wasn't North Carolina blue. But, uh, but man, I mean, just like the same guy and a guy that I, I you know, Hall of Fame head coach, obviously, but. I just remember him in those Kansas teams, right? With yeah. Kirk and you, you and Nick and like those teams that were so good. And that, those games that you guys played against Sue were just dog fights. Yeah, everyone. With, with, with Quinn. Everyone. And, 
you know, so we, we have our eras, right, of, yeah. of this rivalry. And although, we'll, like you said, I, I, I want both teams to be good so these games can can live up to mm-hmm. what we know they are. Yeah, uh, I do think we'll, we'll see what, what happens in a couple of weeks. I, I think Kansas is just at a different level uh, in terms of competing at the highest level. I know they gave up a, a tough one to Dayton. You're going to have those hiccups in non-conference play. It, it'll probably yeah. be a game Kansas can look back on in a couple months and think, that was a get right game, maybe. Mizzou's still figuring a lot of things out. So yeah. we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But you know, the fact that we're picking up this podcast, we're gonna have a lot of stories yeah, coming. We're gonna have a lot yeah, of interviews coming. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be a lot of fun to to really dr- dive into this this rivalry and you know, get to Lawrence and, and be a part of that game. Uh yep. it, it'll be it'll, g- it'll give me a lot of feelings because Last okay, time you get to get back in the field. Alabama. Yeah, what have you been yeah, in the field? Well, I've been for for a lot of scouting games. Well, you that's uh, why you yeah. So you've been yeah, in there so but I'm, I'm, for a Missouri but, as a Missouri fan coming in. Like, put on the uniform. Come, put it on the yeah. Put on that Missouri. Maybe we need to put you on a Europe. Get you back in a uniform, huh? You still I, look I like you can my, play. Uh, all my eligibility's out, man. I was a red shirt, man. Maybe they'll give me like the sixth year COVID year, man. Maybe I'm in there. I might need to apply for that for real. That's right. That's right. We'd go back in a heartbeat, right? We throw in the uni. I'd, oh, hey, I, I'd give this pinky. Just go ahead and chop it <laughs> off. I'd give that up That's right. right now. <laughs> Maybe I, I was talking to – I went down to see my, my old teammate, Kim English at George Mason. Uh, you know, he's head coach there. and Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking like, man, it's not even the games either. We'd go back and do like a summer pickup run, yeah. <laughs> you know, with our guys, man. For we'd, real. we'd go back. and If it was one Just day, we'd be do in that it mindset. Still. Yes, man. Those were Absolutely. the times, Absolutely. All right, Jeff. Well, we'll get out of here. It's a good, uh, good first show. We'll we'll, yes. we'll check back in next week. We'll see. Uh, you know, Kansas has a non-conference game coming up. I believe next Friday. Mizzou's got one on Monday, uh, and then another one on Friday. So we'll see where these teams are at. We're uh, getting closer, man, to to Mizzou, yeah, Kansas, at our yes, Fieldhouse. Looking forward it's, it's, to it. It's back. Have a good I one, get to Jeff. See you, I get to see you in person too. So that's always that's, good. that's right, man. <laughs> it's about time. Long overdue. You betcha. Well, see you, man. Appreciate it. All right, bub. Talk to you next week. <laughs>